0: This is a download from the OutdoorStation.co.uk. Number
1: 305.
0: You're listening to the Rab TGO Challenge. Part 3.
1: The 2010 event was blessed with incredibly fine weather as the 300 or so participants made their way during the month of May from the west to the east coast of Scotland. For those not familiar with this event, it is one which is totally unique, in that it isn't a race or a competition. Its sole objective is the same now as it was over 30 years ago when it first started, to foster good fellowship amongst walkers within the framework of a challenging 200-mile expedition. And that is about it. You can approach the trip in any way you like. There are those who carry everything and travel through remote high areas, not meeting others at all. And walkers who use local bed and breakfasts and hostels and keep to well-trodden easy paths. Most people do something in between and make it as easy or as hard as they personally wish. Routes are submitted and vetted for safety purposes and suggestions. And a small team in control track people as they amble their way making sure rescue and advice is always at hand should it ever be required. I have had the unenviable task of editing the audio material gathered en route by Andy Howell and Shirley Worrell this year. Sadly, Rose and I didn't make it this time, and I hope I've compiled the material I do have in a way which is entertaining and informative. As you listen to this, it is worth keeping in mind that Andy enjoys a lightweight approach to his walking and Shirley is, well, torn between stories of ghosts in haunted bodies and the finest of local foods. So her route was anything but direct to incorporate those interests. Walkers start on the west anywhere between Torridon and Ardashague and aim to finish somewhere between Arbroath and Fraserborough on the east coast. Andy started at Dorney while Shirley set out from Oban. They both recorded a wide range of interviews with people they met along the way, some of whom I have names for, and others I have yet to work out. However, by the time these podcasts are released, I'm hoping the show notes will contain all the missing details. So here we go. Let's just let the story naturally unfold as told by Andy and Shirley, and those they meet on the Rab TGO Challenge 2010.
2: Good morning. Well, the emphasis is on a lot of dry, bright weather with spells of sunshine. At the moment, I'm looking at the satellite picture. It's a beautiful day across the country. A wee bit more than we have cloud across the Murray area, parts of the Highlands as well, with just the odd shower around Edinburgh and the Lothians, but those showers were clear. Now, during the course of the day, we will see some showers developing, but mainly over hilly inland parts. Now, these showers won't amount to too much, so really we are looking at a mostly dry day. Now, as far as temperatures go, up to a pleasant 16 celsius and i'm glad to see temperatures are set to rise this week more in keeping with what we would normally see during uh, the month of may
3: there's one secret ingredient that's guaranteed to improve every meal out on the trail yes that's right just add a little grass to whatever you're brewing whether it be tea coffee porridge or casserole and yes you've got that instant herby taste Yes, you can tell that after a few days on the trail, the old clichés become true, isn't it? It's impossible to eat or drink anything without grass getting in the way. Especially here on the north side of Loch Stack, which is... Um, uh, the TGO Vetter's Guide say there is camping at the north side of Loch, which indeed there is, and there's not much of it, and... There's lots of grass However we're not complaining It's very early in the morning What time is it Phil? 430. 4.30 in the morning Oh excellent, it's Humphrey time And um, we're going to head off for an early start sun's beginning to come up very cold night last night uh, Not a breath of wind in the air And um, I don't know, about 2 o'clock this morning I was suddenly awoken Very cold Uh, quite a frost on the inside of the tarp here Uh, but the sun's beginning to creep over the horizon spirits are high and vitamin levels enhanced by that wonderful grass and we'll speak to you next from Drumladrocket
0: So good morning everybody it's uh, just gone half past eight and um, moving with a group of three people away from Gorton Bothy um, towards the railway line um, so that we can walk along to the forest and then up through the forest and, and go in our respective directions. I'm hoping to get as far as Ben Alder Cottage today. The other three are not going quite as far as that, but they're all going to uh, have dinner at what well, sounds like a very nice guest house that's quite recently opened, and Kathy is staying there, and I think that um, Bill and Joe are just eating there. But anyway, um, it's an, another glorious Morning was so lucky. Um, I'd read foul weather forecasts before I left home, um, as indeed I did last year. But once again, I've been confounded and delighted um, by warm, sunny mornings and um, only the occasional shower during the day. So it's a really beautiful day. Um, it, was, it was a lovely night, actually, in the Bothy. We stayed up quite late, uh, well, late in Bothy terms uh, when you got quite a long way to walk, but it was almost midnight by the time we turned in. Uh, sitting around the fire um, and uh, sipping a wee dram or two, or even three. Um, I think that none of us slept awfully well. Cathy uh, and I both found that we did a lot of tossing and turning during the night. I had to get up to go to the loo after about an hour, and then it felt as though I lay there for almost two hours trying to get back to sleep. Um, but anyway, I did eventually get back to sleep, and um, it, it was a little sort of on the cool side, but that of course may have been the presence of the invisible ghost. Um, anyway, so that was that, but we all woke up. This morning, had the usual breakfast. So I had a hot chocolate. Haven't eaten anything yet, but I'll uh, probably have something later on got a nice big bag of gore, um that I sort of munch at from time to time while I'm wandering along. So, uh, as I say, we're, we're all going off in different directions today, and I very much hope that there will be at least one other corporeal person at Ben Alder Cottage, because um, as I was lying there for two hours last night in Gorton Bothy, where incidentally no ghostly manifestation um, took place, I couldn't help thinking that if I had actually been lying on my own in Ben Alder Cottage, then I'd have been really quite frightened. Um, so I hope that there will be at least one other person there tonight. Um, and uh, I hope that there's uh, a good walk ahead of us today. I think my route's about 20 miles, so it's quite a long day. Um, but we have still a bit of a march on the day by making what is for me a very early start uh, before 8.30 in the morning. So, well, I won't disturb the others now because uh, they're all very good and had a a good old chat last night. Um, But I expect to see, well, certainly um, Bill and Roy... Um, I expect to see again in Braemar, and I hope to see Kathy there. She's going to Braemar, but she's not yet sure whether she'll be there on the Saturday or not until the Sunday. Okay, then, listeners. So uh, that's about that from me for now. I hope that uh, all the other people on the challenge, as I as I record this, are having a good time and equally basking in warm early morning sunshine, um, and that Andy is uh, getting on with his recordings as assiduously as I am attempting to get on with mine. All right, so that is that from me for now. Goodbye. Well, hello Um I almost said campers there. Sorry if I meant to say listeners or challengers. Um, it's 10 o'clock now, and the four of us have... Uh, we've come to the end of our stroll along the railway. Happily, we didn't encounter any further trains. And we've come to the point marked Ford on the map, so... Um, three of three of us managed to get down on the correct side of the ford, um, and I got down on the wrong side, so I've walked along to a little bridge about 50 metres further along the track, and the others are having a little break um, 50 metres back behind me, and we've been having a bit of a confab about which of the tracks to take, because, of course, before entering a forest like this, it's always um, very easy to, um, well, basically, to take the wrong one, but... Well, to me, anyhow, it seems fairly clear. There are, any, there are two tracks, but only one of them seems to be going in what appears to be the right direction. Uh, I've had the compass out, checked it, seems to be a sort of south south easterly direction. And um, so I'll, I'll wait for the others, and then I think that fairly shortly we'll be setting off along that one. Um, this goes through to Bridge of Gore, or Bridge of Gower. And at that point, I'll leave the other three um, and I'll press on. And it may be, in fact, that I'll feel that I ought to try to press on a little bit before that because I've got so much further to walk today than they have. Um, But I'll see how it goes. Um, If there was anything in Bridge of Gower, like a place to get a coffee, then I might stop briefly to take advantage of it. In fact, I suppose, thinking about it, there might be a hotel. Um, I must find out. But otherwise, um, I hope to be making fairly steady progress towards Ben Alder. We did see a couple of people on the railway line ahead of us, a little time ago uh, two or possibly even three people so I think that um, they may be um, some or possibly all of the people who were using the two tents that we saw camped last night um, a relatively short distance from the Bothy so I don't know who they are um, but I look forward to meeting them at some stage and I hope that that will be at Ben Older Cottage tonight. All right then so once again um, I've almost finished it's still a nice day the bright sunshine of early morning has gone in for now Um, But the sky is still, well, I suppose it's sort of 80% cloudy, um, but in the 20% that isn't clouded, there's a very... um attractive shade of blue showing, and uh, no indication yet that there's rain on the way, Um, and the birds are singing away happily in the trees, as you may be able to hear in the background, and there's only the lightest of breezes, so really, I suppose it's uh, more or less perfect walking weather, and um, once again, I find that I'm very lucky in the weather that I encounter only in the challenge. Right, okay, well, that is that for now. Um, Once again, good luck to all the rest of you who, um, as I speak, are wending your way Um, well, either energetically or wearily or in some way or another, um, from one side of Scotland to the next. And I look forward to hearing um, how you've all been getting on when I listen to the recordings that Andy is making at some later stage. So for me, goodbye for now. Hello listeners, it's half past eleven and here we are in the Renwick Forest um, and we've been making our way through and we've come to a bridge. uh, not a bridge, as it turns out, that's on the path that I was supposed to be taking, but I think we've all come a little bit off the path and come to this bridge instead. Um, but we seem to have made fairly good progress. Um, it's still a nice day in weather terms. Uh, there's no rain. Um, it's not bright sunshine, um, but it's pretty cool, uh, um, but at the same time warm enough. Um, both Cathy and I, when we got here, took off our shoes and, um, and angled our feet into the burn, um, which is quite... Um, well good for my feet basically because they were actually feeling quite sore but uh, the burn I think has done them some good and I've had a couple of Panadol extra which hopefully will do them even more good so anyway I'm just going to see if I can uh, persuade any of um, of my walking partners here to say a couple of words how are you getting on? Very well,
4: another good day weather well, brilliant right. nice steady track along the railway line and yeah. through the forest. And, and here we
0: are at the bridge. And have you had a bit of a snack?
4: Yes, just had my cheese and oat cakes. Very nice. OK,
0: good. OK. And um, is it Paul? It is. Hello, Paul. Um, would you mind saying a few words just for the podcast? Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it so far, but we've had the weather. Okay. So uh, so far, so good. And it's your first challenge, it isn't is it? It its our first challenge, yeah. And where did you start? I uh, started at... Um, Montrose, uh, other one. Oban. Oban, yeah. 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 That started sounds like there. that's my kind of route. start <laughs> started Montrose and made yeah. my way back. Started there okay. and uh, plodded along as you do. Okay, and were you the people who were camping quite close to Gorton Bothy last night? Yes. Right, okay.
4: Yeah, down by the river. Right? Well, we couldn't really find a good pitch right. at Gorton Bothy, so we thought that's we'll. well. Go and explore a bit. And,
0: uh... You didn't fancy the bothy itself?
4: No, not really.
0: No, okay, no. fair
5: enough. More like his tents, sort of thing, you know. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Yeah. And so where are you aiming for ultimately? Have you decided yet? Sort of on the other side. Are you walking to Montrose or stopping anywhere before you get there, do you think? Well, we are. We are going to end up at St Cyrus. Oh, right, that's yeah. a lovely place to finish. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, of course, uh, walk down right, so okay. and reporting. And are you planning to go to Braemar um, at all? Yeah, we're um, going to stop at Braemar. We've got a and b there, okay. so, so we're going to have a day's
4: rest. Good. And then
0: uh, go from
4: there. Right.
0: Oh, well, all the very best to you. I'm yeah. sure, well, I hope to see you at Braemar, but, you know, yeah. quite possibly Why before can't. that. Yeah. Okay. am going to say hello to Barry. And then I'm sort of sneakily advancing here on Barry and Cathy. Cathy's um, eating a Twix, so I'll just see if Barry wouldn't mind saying um, hello. Hello, Barry. Hello. Okay. So is, how many challenges have you done? This is the first. This is your first one. Yeah. And what do you think of it so far? It's good, yeah. 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 okay excellent but, but, I mean' we like backpacking so okay that's it yeah and so I mean had you just did you just suddenly stumble across the TJ challenge or had you thought for a long time well I might have a go at that sometime we met some uh, lads in Glen fey
4: years ago mm. and they were doing a, a recce, if you like mm. so we started getting interested but that's years ago mm. but it's just fallen into place that we can both get time off because it's a big it's a big ask, isn't it? You yeah, know, two, two it's two weeks. Two
0: weeks at a time.
4: Well, two and a half in oh. our case. Yeah, so.
0: the travelling days and everything. But I've retired now, and so it's not a problem. Good. And you're enjoying it? Oh, yeah, great. Okay. And you started at Oban and you're aiming for St Cyrus, I think, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, All been well? Yeah. Where are you going? At? Where else are you going along the way?
4: Well, uh, little bit Blair Athol, Bremer. Shilling a mark, if we get that far. Yeah. It might fall off a bit short of that. Depends on yeah. what, what weather's like and how we're feeling. Is. But we're not feeling too bad at the minute.
0: Yeah, good. OK, well, thank you very much for having a word. Problem. Hopefully I can catch you again later. Yeah, yeah, well, sure, um, we'll come to each other. And right, here's Cathy. She's um, putting her um, the first... The back in.
2: <laughs> OK. <we've stopped laughs> how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling all right, yes, I'm feeling good today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've got by that third day thing where you're really tired and you don't really want to go on, but yes. I've got by it, I'm yes. fine now, I'm thoroughly enjoying today. And that foot in the burn thing was nice, wasn't it? It was, it's lovely and cooling for the hot feet. <laughs> and I'm told it helps to prevent
2: blisters as well. Right. Maybe that's, I've never been troubled by blisters, cause yeah. so perhaps that's partly the reason. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for that. I'll, um, but I'll go and get my pack together and um, put this away, and I'll speak to you all later on. So goodbye for now from all of us.
3: Well, it's lunchtime on day four. Phil and I are sitting in the uh, front garden of the Fiddler's Rest pub in Drumladrocket. Drumladrocket is a lovely little village, those of you who don't know it, it's really made famous basically by the Loch Ness Monster. Or the alleged Loch Ness Monster. And there is a Loch Ness Monster Centre, which is one of the most dynamic businesses, probably in Drummond There, uh, Anyway, we've, um, we've had a lovely morning this morning, very early start, uh, up and uh, walking at 5.30, but it was worth it, Phil.
5: Yeah, we had a lovely... Uh, it was a bit of a cold night, though. Um, woke up with frost on the tent and um, all, all our down gear on, trying to keep warming our in our shelters. They're quite a noisy village as well, the main road runs through it, but anyway, um, so yeah, we woke up and we made an early start, it was a Humphrey start, um, as we're following a Humphrey route, we thought we'd get up at five, um, and we're underway about 5.30, um, up and over, and uh, just sort of seeing the sun come over the horizon as we got to the top of the hill really. And the Balmacan is,
3: um, it's got almost a kind of alpine feel about it, although one trans. It to scotland We basically climbed up to a ridge and then it was a question of negotiating a series of or dropping down from one little lake to another. It was very picturesque.
5: Yeah, it was beautiful really. It was um I'm glad you persuaded me to do it really. <laughs> um it was a bit a bit moist still. Obviously, the rain overnight had uh caused the uh the ground to be slightly saturated and it's quite nice to have uh, Bog Hunter extraordinaire Andy Howell in the lead to find all the bogs for me, which was quite nice of him. Uh, <laughs> But we arrived in John Rocket, um somewhat moister than we, than we anticipated and, uh, and the food was great.
3: We thought we'd have lots of other people to talk to, I suppose we may do yet, but we're sitting outside the pub which last year was an absolute um, hive of challenges. This year everybody we've seen has avoided us like the plague and begin to wonder if it is this machine. And they've gone into the, the cafe around the corner. So, while we're waiting for other people to join us, Phil mentioned yesterday that he'd been um, recently hiking in Finland. This is a country that um, uh, I've always liked. I've only ever visit, visited the cities there. Um, but I am always struck by the trails, which are our wilderness trails, served by really quite an amazing chain of uh, small huts. But... Uh, Phil, hiking in Finland certainly has caught your imagination.
5: Yeah, I, I met up with uh, Hendrik from hikinginfinland.com, and we um, he invited me. He'd been inviting me over for ages and ages and ages. So we went over. I got I got a cheap flight to Tampere with uh, Stephen Horner, and uh, we just—he uh, took us out into the wilderness, not too far north of Tampere, really, and we just walked for you know, three or four days. And it was incredible, absolutely incredible it was it was really really quiet there was uh, the trails were really really well maintained they're not i mean they 're not over maintained there 's waymarks on the trees just to, like splashes of paint on the trees you can follow um, and it was a real wilderness experience. We saw no one until the last day, and we went to these, these incredible huts in the middle of the woods that are just were maintained by the equivalent the equivalent of the forestry commission um they have a sort of lean-to shelters and a fire pit and a sort of dry earth toilet and a big supply of wood which again is supplied by the forestry commission it's just it's just an incredible thing that i just couldn't imagine this country really um and so we walked for, walked for about three four days and it was a really good introduction to the country and i'm i'm really looking forward to going back actually it's just a great place to hike
3: i'm just looking at it from a lonely planet guide i mean it did remind me a little bit of some of the uh, new zealand trails in the way that they were kitted out but without the permits that you needed to do them um but i guess in finland the hiking harks back to that kind of uh, traditional finnish way of life which is very much about the woods and the forest and the sea
5: yeah it was very much a uh there's a lot of- res- you can see there's a lot of respect for their environment there's no no one had abused the facilities, which would been very easy to do. They were quite close to roads a lot of them were quite very very easy access but there was no evidence of any kind of graffiti or vandalism. It was just a really really nice environment. There's a very communal feel to it and a lot of respect and It seemed the hiking there is more geared towards the camping experience rather than the walking experience um There lots of people that seem to visit these. Uh, these these shelters with just with food and just, just enjoy spending a night in the woods rather than doing a long distance walk.
3: There are a number of um, well established trails in Finland. I mentioned the Lonely Planet guide. Certainly, they have three or four of them written up. But um, in terms of the experience, you want to go back there again. But just describe what an average day's hike is like out on the trail.
5: Well. It, the average day doesn't really start on the trail it starts obviously you you cuz um all the cooking's done over 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 uh, a campfire so the, the average day starts with uh, either relighting the fire or feeding the fire just getting ready for breakfast um a lot of the huts had a, a kettle there supplied by the, you know by the uh, forestry commission again um so you just put that on the grill and heat your water for your morning uh, coffee and tea and whatever else you wanted to eat porridge I suppose um and that takes a bit of time. And you also you spend a bit of time tidying up after yourselves. You feel that when you arrive in a place that's really, really well maintained, you, it sort of instills a sense of wanting to keep it that way. So, so we spend a bit of time sweeping up and maybe chopping some wood for the next people and just spending a bit of time around the campfires. You don't really they don't seem seem to really do early starts that way. Um, and the hikes, the hiking is generally forestry. There's a lot of lot of trees in Finland, obviously. So, it was a case of. Um, into the forest, there's no big hills really in fact there are no hills at all really just straight into the forest uh, and just following this really well, really nice trails. there's duckboards over any really really boggy sections, other than that it's just really nice forestry forestry tracks, there's no not so much of the big um, lorry, uh, sort of lorry lorry lumber vehicle aggregate tracks that you get in this country they're more sort of soft footpaths that are very easy on the feet and very easy to walk along
3: it sounds as if it's the kind of thing that um, people in the UK into bushcraft would go for. I mean, is that is there a bushcrafty feel to it?
5: Yeah, definitely. Everything's cooked over wood. You um, there's, there's sort of lots of very soot blackened kettle, soot blackened. Yeah, so, soot blackened kettles around, um, and there's obviously space for hammocks. There's not so many spaces for tents really. Um, some of the shelters we stayed at had very rocky ground around them, and the lean-to shelters, or were also made of wood wood seems to be the resource there and uh, you'd have to really cram in if it got cozy but similarly you could also hang a hammock very easily um and it was all about using a knife to sort of batten wood and it was yeah you're right it was a real kind of bushcraft feel to the whole whole thing and it was great really nice all my clothes smell of smell of uh of fire now i smell of smoke now which is really really nice
3: is there any fishing
5: absolutely obviously finland is the land of uh of uh, 20,000 lakes or whatever. I'm not sure, I'm entirely sure how many there are, but there are lakes everywhere, and uh, some of the shelters even su- supplied you with a, f- a simple fishing rod and a little set for fishing if you haven't bought your own. But it's all, yeah, it's all set up around fishing. You, it's obvious that people t- go to these shelters to uh, purely f- to fish. Finland as a country has got a reputation of being a bit
3: pricey, although when i have been there, I was surprised that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But how did you find getting there and... Um, the expense of the trip in general.
5: The flight was really, really cheap. We had a really cheap flight over there. I went on a, a budget airline, uh, straight to Tampere from Edinburgh. Got there, and um, and it was reasonably, it was reasonably cheap. But then when you get there, obviously everything's the euro, um, and so it's slightly exchange rate dependent. But I heard that in comparison to other other countries in Europe, it was quite expensive. But again, I had a, a nice host who let me stay there, and uh, yeah, and it was it wasn't wasn't ridiculous. I wouldn't say that.
3: OK, well, others are beginning to ramble in now. Maybe we might coax them to have a chat with us later on. Anyway, thanks, Phil. And uh, if you want to know more about hiking in Finland, there's a lot of resources on the web, including Hendrix at hikinginfinland.com uh, and the Lonely Planet guide I mentioned that has uh, quite informative sections on three or four guide walks in Finland, including those in
0: Lapland. It's about course past three, and I walked into Bridge of Gore... With Cathy, um, and we walked along to um, the guest house where she 's staying tonight, um, which is um, the well the sort of newly renovated if you like Bridge of Gore guest house that was previously known as Camaseric farmhouse Camaseric farmhouse um, and kathy 's already staying, so she was sure of a welcome, um, but I was absolutely blown away by the welcome that i received i have been provided with a pot of tea and uh, a can of tenant's lager and some absolutely delicious sandwiches with some freshly carved ham and, and some lovely relish and salad and all sorts of things, a great sort of convivial company. Um, and then, in addition to that, um, two of the walkers that we've been walking with came along later on. So it's been absolutely brilliant. So I just wondered if um, Heather and Eddie, um, who are the proprietors of the guest house, um, felt like just saying a couple of words um, so that I could uh, – because my, my, my normal victims are um, looking at me as they don't want to talk into the podcasting machine at the moment. So they said that <laughs> they, said they would, or Heather Heather was deputed as the victim. So hello, Heather.
2: <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Okay,
0: so um, how long have you been here then? 18 months. Okay. And we've been spent
2: 18 months renovating the farmhouse into a guest house.
0: Wow, fantastic. So have you made very, because I didn't ever see it when it was the farmhouse, have you made a lot of alterations to the internal structure?
2: There's not a lot of alterations to the internal structure. We've tried to keep a lot of the features, but we have put extensions on to give en-suites and to keep the rooms quite large. But it's also updating things like uh, the water supply, the electrics, um, all the fundamental things that the house needed.
0: Right, well, it's looking pretty fantastic. I mean, it's not finished yet, but I can see that it's very close to being finished and it's going to be wonderful when it is. Um, How long do you think it's going to be before you're sort of formally open?
2: Um, Formally open probably mid to the end of June this year. should see the inside of the house completely done and then we can spend time working on the gardens to make them a lot prettier than they are.
0: Okay and when you are finished how many rooms are you going to have and will there be doubles or singles or how will it work?
2: There'll be four double bedrooms that can be split into twin rooms so great for walking parties and one of the rooms can actually have three single beds in as well as a family room
0: Right, fantastic. And you're licensed, of course.
2: Yep, totally licensed, so uh, that was very, very important to us
0: to have that. Absolutely, it's very, very important to us as well, so this is why I mention it. So, uh, well, that's fantastic. Um, And, I mean, has it taken longer than you thought it would, or has it all gone absolutely according to plan?
2: No, it has taken us a lot longer than we anticipated, but then there were certain things that we thought we could do in a couple of years' time, but building control have made us do it earlier, which is absolutely fine, Mm. which just means it's a bit later than when we planned on opening i mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for taking time to say hello, and thank you very much to both of you for um, your very kind welcome of me, a complete stranger and not somebody you could possibly have <laughs> anticipated seeing. So I really appreciated it. Thanks a lot for that. And I wish you all the very best, and I hope to come back, um, well, maybe next year or the year after and, and stay in the course of some other challenge that I might get onto. All right, then, listeners. Well, that's that from me for now. So I'll set off towards Pennold Cottage. I'm not sure how long it is uh, from here. Um, I didn't uh, count the, um, the squares on the map because I think it's still quite a a long way but I'm sort of thinking of it as about a page and a half and maybe about 3 hours so Well, good evening, listeners. It's uh, twenty past seven now, and uh, I finally have my destination in my sights, and that is um, the fabled Ben Alder Cottage. Um, I seem to have walked a long way since I uh, last recorded something, which was the sort of brief stop I took at Bridge of Gore or Gower in the middle of the day with the people I've been walking with for a little while. Oh, praise the Lord, I see a tent and a person walking along the shore. Thank goodness. Sorry for that interruption. It's just that I've been praying that it wouldn't just be me at the cottage. Okay, to carry on. So I seem to have been walking for a long time. Um, it's been very beautiful. First of all, I had a rather frustrating walk through a forest. The path um, divides, and it's very clearly shown on the map, but it isn't shown at all on the ground, as far as I can tell. And I'd gone uh, far too far along. The sort of wrong uh, fork, as it were, before I realised what I'd done. But I mean, not to worry. It probably added on um, something less than a kilometre, so it certainly wasn't a catastrophe. Um, and uh, after that, I emerged from the woods and onto a long track that was uh, divided at fairly regular intervals by big gates flanked by um, fences. Uh, which were really quite difficult to climb over. Um, one of them at the top of the uh, fence on the right of the gate, where you had the little dip that you'd normally expect to see in a stile, you know, something similar. They've even gone to the trouble of uh, of tying wire there to make it more difficult, presumably, for people to get through. And, uh, I don't mind saying that if I'd been carrying wire cutters, I'd have cut the bloody thing down. Well, anyway, there we go. I wasn't, but maybe we'll be on a future occasion. But that's another story. Um, anyhow, I got along there, and then eventually I arrived at the uh, at the end of the lock, which is just really quite breathtakingly beautiful. Um, I suspect that it's beautiful under all or any circumstances. But this evening, on a mild, sunny, golden evening, as it is, with uh, hardly any breeze to cause any the the mildest of uh, ripples on the surface. It's absolutely staggeringly beautiful. And although I've been anxious to get to my destination, I just haven't been able to help stopping on a fairly regular basis to take photographs. Because, of course, one never knows whether, uh, when and indeed if one will ever be back this way again. So there you go. I've taken some photos. They won't uh, fully capture the beauty of what I've been seeing, but it'll certainly be better than nothing. So, um, the final part of the journey, the last hour or so, I would say, it's actually maybe an hour and a half, has been actually quite tough, really, making my way around uh, the headland. I'm not sure whether there was some other path that I was meant to see that I've missed. Um, I suppose I'll ask when I talk to this person over at the cottage. Um, I suspect not, though. I think perhaps this is just the way people get here. And, uh, you know, at the end of a quite a long day, and it has been a long day, it's about 20 miles from where I was when I started this morning, some 11 hours ago, um, it's it's quite, uh, you know, exhausting. i had been hoping it might be a gentle stroll, and it hasn't been. Uh, but not to worry. Um, ben Alder Cottage, um, it's fabled because it seems, as far as I can tell, to enjoy... Um, a reputation as the most haunted uh, bothy in Scotland. Imagine that phrase capitalised um, more frequently than any other bothy that I've ever heard described. Uh, I think that I've read about people t- people saying they've sat downstairs and listened to um, people moving about upstairs when uh, not only was there nobody there, but indeed there wasn't an upstairs. And uh, I've spoken to at least one challenger who had such terrifyingly disturbing dreams there that he wasn't even willing to describe them. Then again, I've spoken to quite a lot of other people who slept the night there perfectly happily, um, aware of no sort of malign atmosphere, and uh, certainly hope that I'm going to fall into that latter category because, uh, fascinated as I am by ghosties and, and uh, inexplicable thingies, um, I don't have any desire to spend a night terrified and shaking, um, either at Ben Alder Cottage or indeed anywhere else. So, i um, Keen to go and have a look, see the place that's inspired these various um, fascinating accounts, but not keen to share in the terror. So anyway, um, if there was a path that I'd been on, it's gone again. Um, and so basically, I'm just sort of fighting my way up and down a series of hillocky things. Um, towards the cottage and in fact I just got to the top of one and I suspected I should probably actually finish this little recording now and fight my way down to the bottom and then round the headland because otherwise goodness only knows when I'm going to get there and I can actually see a little bridge so that's a relief there's a bridge that I can use to get across the stream. Um, the stream is moving quickly, um, so I'll be able to get some water, and then I'll be able to go over and find out uh, how many people are there. I'm hoping there's somebody actually staying in the cottage, not simply camping outside. Um, but if there is only one person, it's better than nothing. All right. Um, so there you go. As uh, as is always the case, that's that for me for now. Um, but I certainly hope to record something later on in the evening. Um, perhaps to uh, attempt to give you some kind of flavour of what it's actually like inside Ben Alder Cottage. I should say, actually, just before I finish, that I'm looking at it across the uh, little bay now. And it's a low stone building um, in two parts. The part on the left occupies approximately a third of the uh, volume of the building, if I could put it that way, and the part on the right, therefore two thirds. And uh, there's a small blue, what looks like perhaps wooden or maybe corrugated porch in the middle of the uh, right-hand stone built side. Um, So it all looks pretty bothy-like, but the bit on the left is painted black, strangely. Uh, I don't know why that is or whether it's always looked that way, but I have to confess it does look a little bit gloomy.
2: the satellite picture is showing us clear skies across much of northern and eastern Scotland, a glorious start to the day, and that's where we'll continue to see the best of the sunshine. But across the country, it'll be dry and bright today. Cloud will tend to bubble up during the afternoon, especially along the west coast and across the inner Hebrides. But away from here, temperatures quite widely reaching 17 or 18 Celsius and peaking at 19 towards the Murray coast to that 66 Fahrenheit. Just a light southerly breeze for most, although it'll freshen along the west coast towards evening now. That's ahead of a band of rain. That will spread across the country overnight. It'll be persistent and heavy for a time across Argyll and the West Highlands, becoming light and patchy further east. And it'll be mild, temperatures holding at eight or nine Celsius.
0: Well, good morning, challengers. It's five to ten, and here I am at the fabled Ben Alder Cottage. Um, Whereas I told you yesterday, I was very much looking forward to spending the night. So I'm relieved to tell you that in fact it wasn't a, a terrifying night. It turns out to be an absolutely charming bothy. There were three rooms, two sort of sitting rooms, each one of them with a fire, and a little room in the middle with um, uh, sort of bunk-style two sleeping platforms. And so um, I slept in one of those on the bottom bunk, and uh, there was another chap, um, uh, Chris, who's walking, uh, not a challenger, who also slept in there. And Ewan, who is also walking, uh, but independently from Chris, um, slept in one of the other rooms. And we must have spent about an hour or maybe an hour and a half or something like that sitting around in the main room where there's a, a, a real wood-burning stove and Ewan had got a fantastic fire going and we sat around having a chat and a wee dram and something to eat and all that kind of thing um, before it was finally time to go to bed and uh, I did wake up uh, about an hour into the night kind of wanted to get up and go to the loo and I was a bit too scared to get up but nothing actually happened Um, so there you go, so I've now fulfilled an ambition a long held ambition of sleeping in Ben Alder Cottage and I don't seem to be any worse for the experience and we've woken to an absolutely fabulous morning. So anyway, both Ewan and Chris have very kindly agreed to say a couple of words for the benefit of um, challenge listeners. So we're sitting outside at the moment and here I am with uh, Chris and Ewan, so good morning Ewan Good morning. And good morning Chris Good morning. So Ewan if you could just tell us, first of all, what are you up to? Um, I'm
4: just up in the area for a few days, um, bagging some Munros. Um, I came up on Sunday night and stayed over the back of Ben Alder at Koolra Bothy, and Yesterday I had a great day climbing four Munros and then made my way over to Ben Alder Bothy, where we are at the moment.
0: Okay. Which Munros did you do yesterday?
4: Um, I did, I don't remember what they're called. Carn um, Jerrack, then on to Gil Carn, Anach Beek and Ben Ivan. And you're actually completing the Monroe's at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working my way around them all. That was me up to 150, so i will do another two today, which will take me up to 152.
0: Fantastic. And so what are your plans for today, then?
4: I'm doing Ben Alder and uh, Ben Veal, and then back down to Cooleraborthy, where I think, if the weather stays like this, I'll end up staying there tonight and head home in the morning.
0: And Chris, um, hello. Okay. And what are you up to then? Um, I'm walking in from
4: Speenbridge
3: to Dalwini. Just climbing a few hills along the way. Um, walked in from Speenbridge on Sunday. Um, did a couple of hills and then stayed at Stenegg Bothy. And then yesterday did a couple more hills and then walked in here. And uh, today I think I'll walk at, to... Um, Benville Benveil. And then walk up to Bothy tonight.
0: Okay. And I saw that you were very brave this morning. You actually went for a dip yeah, it was pretty cold. <laughs> it
3: was, was all right up to about waist height, but once my chest got in the water, it got a bit, um, a bit over the top,
0: so I didn't stay in too long. But it was very brave. Um, so, of course, we've all had the interesting experience of sleeping in um, apparently the most profoundly haunted bothy of all last night, so um, tell me, how was the night for you? Um, I woke up a couple of times during the night, and uh, I couldn't get back to sleep
3: for a while, but mm-hmm. I suppose that sort of thing happens in our bothy. Mm-hmm. I was dying to get outside of the toilet, and I, just, uh, I didn't want to leave the, the room either. So,
0: so no ghostly No, I don't think so. And how about in the other room, Ewan? Did you see anything exciting?
4: No, unfortunately not. I'd heard all the stories before I arrived and um, unfortunately I had a great sleep. Didn't wake up once, so um, I think... I think the stories are a load of rubbish, to be honest with
0: you. Oh, I don't know. These cynics, they seem to be dogging me all the way across Scotland. All right then, listeners. So, uh, well, that's that for now. Um, I wish that it was possible to actually show you a picture of how just unbelievably gorgeous it is here. We're sitting on a, well on the grass outside the Bothy, um, and we're bathed in glorious sunshine. And there's a little bit of a breeze on the lock, so there are you know, some little sort of, well, wavelets would be to exaggerate, but uh, little kind of uh, ripples along the surface of the, rock, uh, the lock, and, and the sun is shining on it over to the left. Um, It's just wonderful, isn't it? Gorgeous. Um, I mean, it's really hard to believe that it, it would be possible to be in a prettier place anywhere in the world this morning. So... Uh, Good afternoon. Again, listeners, it's a quarter past twelve, and I'm um, well established on the route from Benold Cottage to Kolrobothi, and ultimately today to Dalwini. Um, I just wanted to record a few words about the absolutely fantastic path that I've been taking. I was told in advance that this was a lovely path, but still I hadn't appreciated um, quite how gloriously beautiful it was going to be. The one that I plumped for in the end is the one that follows the uh, Alderburn um, up to the Belac. Um, Kuman, I think it is, and then it sort of turns to the right, or rather to the east, again to use the technical term, um, slightly northeast I suppose, um, and goes along uh, the Alt-Abilac um, dub, um, towards the Bilak dub, and sometime after that over onto the next page, so that I can't just see it at the moment, is Korobothi. Um, but what an absolutely beautiful path it is. It's um, quite easy underfoot. Um, just there's a little sort of uh, six or 8 inches. Wide, um, small gravel, um, but with, with, with sort of grassy patches at either side. Um, but it's not too undulating. Um, it goes up, first of all, to the first Bilac, as you might expect, um, but up quite easily, so there's no exhausting plod involved, even though the sun this morning has been absolutely splitting the sky, or splitting the flags, as my mother used to say. Um, it's been quite fantastically hot. Uh, but nonetheless, it was um, a pleasant and beautiful uh, walk up to the first Bilak then it turns a corner and it goes back down um on the other side of the hill um and it's an equally lovely path um there are patches of snow i could have jumped into some snow and had a little run around if i would wanted to but i didn't bother to do that um but there are patches of snow around and uh, there's the beautiful um river sort of meandering along to the left of me perhaps i don't know a couple of hundred meters below the path down to my left And uh, it looks as though I'll have a little bit more of this path, which is gently descending. In fact, it's just levelling out. And then it looks as though there's going to be some kind of ascent. I'm not quite sure after that. I'll have to turn the page um, of the map and see what's coming next. But anyway, I just thought I'd... uh, I'd record what a beautiful path this is for those of you who might in future be wondering which way to go. um, I'm sure the others are lovely, but um, in many years of walking, this is one of the loveliest paths that I've ever walked upon. So uh, I look forward to the day when I might return and do it again. Okay, well, again, that's that for now. Hope that all other challengers currently crossing Scotland are having an equally wonderful time. And um, I'll look forward to recording something further a little later and probably from Cobra So, goodbye for now. It's uh, a quarter to three and I'm recording this at Colrobothy, where I am alone. Um, I think that Colin, um, another TGO person that I met last night at Ben Alder Cottage, came this way earlier today, but um, I left so long after he did that um, he's gone on uh, long ahead of me, I think. Um, it's continued to be a fabulous morning um, and early afternoon. The weather's just glorious, golden sunshine, really warm and lovely. The path is really great. I mean, I couldn't recommend this walk more highly to anybody um, to go from Ben Alder Cottage to here by the path that I took. It's uh, an absolute pleasure, particularly in weather like this. Colorabothi, I've never visited it before, but it seems to be a lovely place. It's uh, quite a big place. Um, there seem to be two rooms. I've looked at two, there may be more, but I'm not, I'm not going to do any more searching because uh, I want to press on pretty quickly. But I think it's just the two rooms. I'm sitting in the smaller of those two rooms, um, but each of the rooms um, is full of sleeping platforms. And the larger room has a stove, which was donated by the late Chris Um And in this room, there's what looks like a pretty efficient fire. And you can see how they could both get very warm and sociable. On cold um, winter or indeed summer evenings, um, with lots of people in, um, very welcoming place indeed, um, and informative too. There's a sign on the wall here which tells the story of um, what it describes as the man with no name, uh, which I read about on the internet. It's a story about Ben Alder, as opposed to here. But I'll just read it to you. A man's body was found near the top of Ben Alder in June 1996, seated at the edge of a cliff face overlooking a lochan. His heart pierced by an old-fashioned lead ball bullet. All the labels had been cut from his clothing, forms of identification such as credit cards were missing, he had a replica Remington 44, unsuitable slip-on shoes, an unnecessary three one and a half litre bottles of water in his rucksack, and £21 in cash. Although the police later ascertained that his clothing came mostly from French supermarkets, it was not until November 1977, following a craniofacial reconstruction of the dead man's face, that a friend of the family wondered if the man might be Emmanuel um, Calais from South Paris um, in France. Last seen by his parents on August 14, 1995, it was established that Emmanuel had crossed the channel the next day. He then sold his car for £350, less than its value. And two days later, he stayed the night in the Stachis Ingram Hotel in Glasgow, paying with his visa card. His identity was duly confirmed. There are alternative theories as to how he might have died, since there is evidence that he had been seen with another man at Kuro railway station, but forensic evidence points to suicide. So there we are, um, a sad tale, um, and one that was in my mind in a vague form, because I couldn't remember the details, just the generality of it, as I was in Ben Older Cottage last night. Um, anyway, there's um, no sign here of, uh, of anything in any way gloomy. It's, it's bright and cheerful, and as I said before, it's sunny outside. And as I look through the window, I can see the path snaking off ahead of me. Uh, views this morning have been absolutely stupendous. I'm um, having to be careful with my camera, um, not being a technical person. I don't understand how it comes to be um, that even though I have a new 4-gig um, memory card in my new camera, it's only offered to take about 250 photographs. I know it depends upon the size of the photographs that it's set to, um, but when I reduce the setting from 10 mega what sits to 5. It only offered to take about 300, so I don't quite follow that. So anyhow, I'm hoping I can get another camera card. In Bremar though, I have to say I'm not wholly optimistic, um, and in the meantime I'm trying to be careful with how many pictures I take, but I haven't been able to resist stopping to take photographs this morning because it's just been so absolutely gorgeous, glorious. Um, in many ways, um, looking Pyrenean, um, the way the path um, winds up and down the way it does um, along the... Um, along the side of the, uh, the side of the mountain. Uh, anyway, enough waffling from me. Uh, I've had a quick lunch. I don't normally, in fact, I very rarely stop to make a, a drink at lunchtime, but I did make a cup of tea just now, so I've had a cup of tea, a bit more of my organic sprouted rye bread loaf, which is still surprisingly delicious, um, with a few squeezes of primula, and I'll probably have some kind of treacle toffee when I set off. Um, and so I want to <clears throat> pack up very quickly now and get on, because really I'd like to get to Darwinie as quickly as I can. Um, with uh, taking, taking time, of course, along the way to have a, a look at, what's it called, um, Ben Alder Lodge. That's a long way to go. Ben Alder Lodge, um, which I hope to meet round about the point at which the track um, drops down to the lockside. Um, because uh, well, I understand it's a most fabulous construction and I know that challenger John Hesp who is currently on his second challenge and I hope um, winning his way um, both safely and happily across Scotland has uh, contributed quite a lot of um, the the very sophisticated wrought iron work I think that they've um, been putting up around there uh, because that's what he does. Um, okay, well, I'll have a look at there on the way, I hope, if I don't get lost. Um, and I'm going to put this away now and press on towards Dalwini. <laughs> Well, good evening, everybody. It's 10 o'clock now, and I'm at the bunkhouse in Dalhwini. I um, can't quite remember at the moment where I last recorded something. It was probably Um and I think that there was a distance of about 10 miles between there and here. Well, it was uh, a beautiful walk, not quite as lovely as the walk in the morning, which was not on sort of hard tracks or or roads or anything like that. The one in the afternoon from Colrobothy started out, um across well, across grassland essentially, along the side of a river. But as I approached Ben Alder Lodge, um it turned into um a track, um, still through very beautiful countryside, but pretty hard underfoot. I haven't got any blisters, but my feet are pretty sore now because Although I haven't really been walking on wo- roads since Oban, I seem to have walked on a lot of hard surfaces, and my feet are definitely feeling it. Anyway, um, the countryside was still beautiful. It was very interesting to pass Ben Alder Lodge and see stuff that I've read about. You know, sort of, some people calling it Disneyland, um, and I can kind of see where that might be. Um, it's a bit sort of Balmoral-esque, really, with um, turrets and things, um, but very attractive, um, and, and in a beautiful location next to the lake, the right? Um And so, anyway, I continued along and along and along the path in um, increasingly bright sunshine. It was very much sort of almost Mediterranean, had I not known it was Scotland. It could very easily have been um, somewhere entirely different. I just sort of plodded along, didn't really uh, stop to take a break because I was quite keen to get here um, as early as possible. I didn't actually leave Karabothi until I think it was about ten past three in the end, um, and I hoped that it might. I originally hoped that I might have been here by six, but when I didn't leave there until three, and I knew that it was ten miles, or at least I believe it was ten miles, I haven't counted, but somebody told me it was ten miles. I thought there was a risk that I wasn't going to be here until about eight, um, you know, assuming I was walking, well, fairly slowly at two miles an hour. However, either it wasn't ten miles or I managed to go a little bit quicker than that because it was actually, just trying to think what time it was, uh, about, uh, well, quarter to seven, something like that, when I finally arrived. Um, So I crossed the railway line and came to... um, Well, I'm calling it the bunkhouse, but I think it actually calls itself the Dalwini Tea Room and Bar. Um, But I knew from something I'd read on the message board that this was the place that was offering camping. And I knew that Colin, the TGO person I met at Ben Older Cottage last night, was planning to be there. So that's where I stopped and I went in and asked. And um, to be honest, they looked a little bit um, bamboozled at the idea that I might be looking for a place in the bunkhouse tonight. Um, It turns out, I think, that they weren't really expecting anybody until tomorrow. But nonetheless, they very kindly said that I could stay. Um, So anyway, I put down my rucksack and walked up the road to the petrol station where I wanted to buy some supplies. And then I popped across to the hotel on the other side of the road and I saw that Colin was in fact standing outside. Um, And for one reason or another, he decided he was going to camp by the hotel so in the end I decided that I would do that, so we nipped into the hotel, had a quick beer just to celebrate the fact that the day was over, had a look at the menu, looked absolutely stupendous, um, and decided immediately that um, I was going to have to eat there because they were talking about sort of hummus salads, and um, I love hummus and I love salad, and you very rarely get them on the challenge, so I thought, well, I can't miss that opportunity. So anyway... Wandered back down to the bunkhouse, um, grabbed my rucksack, and came back up to what I thought was the hotel. Um, But my my only excuse is that I was tired. Um, I saw a large building that looked as though it must be the hotel, and there was a sign pretty close to it saying Dalwini Inn. Um, So I turned in behind it and had a look around for... Colin's tent and I couldn't see it and I walked all the way back down almost as far as the bunkhouse but through the grass and I couldn't see any tent so by that time um, I thought well I- I'm just tired now I just want to find a place to stay so I actually went back to the bunkhouse and asked if I could stay in this so that I could and I could get a shower and so on so that's where I am now um, after the shower which was lovely I went back to the hotel where I found Colin and found that, in fact, um, I hadn't stopped at the hotel. I'd stopped at the uh, derelict building before the hotel. Despite the fact that I'd been into the hotel no less than 30 minutes earlier, I'd failed to recognize that it wasn't the same building. so anyhow, uh, that's how I'd come to miss him. His tent was in fact pitched on um, an idyllic-looking camping spot behind the hotel on um, beautiful dark green grass that looked almost manicured, surrounded by uh, most attractive uh, either small pine trees or fir trees or something large as perhaps they were. It was all very beautiful. I was kind of sorry that I hadn't put my tent up there, but not to worry. Here I have the luxury of um, a mattress and I've had a hot shower and I can have another hot shower in the morning if I want to so that's good I have to put in a word for the food at the Dalwini Inn Um, it really was tremendous Um, there was a lovely selection of nice starters and for those of us who were veggie there was quite a lot of vegetarian choice which is unusual and much appreciated Um, in the end I went for a hummus um, salad to start off with, with olives and it was just the most delicious homemade hummus and absolutely mounds of it with some very lovely um, warm pita bread and after that, I had what was called the Saint Burger, uh, which turned out, with the benefit of hindsight, perhaps to have been a mistake. It was tofu with the stuff you'd expect to get in a burger. Um, and um, anyway, I mean, I suppose tofu's kind of boring fundamentally, really, isn't it? And so a tofu burger, so tofu combined with um, a white burger roll isn't the most um, exciting thing in the world, but it was okay. It certainly filled um, a gap. Um and the chips were delicious, and it came with the homemade coleslaw, which was quite fantastic. Really lovely homemade coleslaw, just like the stuff that uh, I make at home, basically, only probably better. Um, Colin had what they call the extreme burger, which was two venison burgers, local venison burgers, with bacon and the usual burgery stuff. I'd been tempted by that, trying to convince myself that the venison was free-range, and of course the venison is free-range, and next time that's what I'll have. But anyway, there you go. Um, We were both too full after that to have anything further, so I had to uh, reluctantly give up my plan to have a piece of carrot cake, and the chocolate cake looked great as well. And another beer, and a chat, and that was good. And then um, we came out, Um, Colin walked down to the bunkhouse with me. We're both trying to walk dinner off, but I think it'll take quite some time to do that. And here I am in my room. It's very warm and cosy. It's not a big room, but it's big enough, and there's only me in it. Um, and I'm going to get changed uh, as soon as I've done this, and get into bed with my book, *Into the Wilderness*, which I've been trying to read since I started, uh, but I keep falling asleep as soon as I get it out. But perhaps tonight I can prop myself against the uh, the back of the bunk thingy and manage to read for a little while. So um, from me, at probably now I don't know somewhere between five and ten past ten. That's that. Good night, and I'll speak to you in the morning.
1: At this stage most challengers are just getting into their stride. They will have met others on the trail and shared some magic moments, unique vistas and laughter, memories which will be treasured forever. This is the way great bonds are created and is truly the backbone of the Rab TGO Challenge. A more detailed account of their crossing with pictures and kit lists etc can be found on their blogs. And is andyhowell.info. Shirley's is pwiglet.com, plus of course the website dedicated to the event itself tgochallenge.co.uk
0: join us next time as the journey across scotland continues on the tgo challenge Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear more from our extensive free library, please visit the website at theoutdoorstation.co.uk.
5: You can now follow The
1: Outdoor Station on Facebook, where we chat about each programme we produce, answer questions and discuss future productions. Why not join us there?
5: This
0: podcast is produced and hosted by theoutdoorstation.co.uk.